First, there was the collapse of civilization. Anarchy, genocide, starvation. Then when it seemed things couldn't get any worse, we got the plague. The living death, quickly closing its fist over the entire planet. And then we heard the rumors that the last scientists were working on a cure that would end the plague and restore the world. Restore it? Why? I like the death. I like the misery. I like this world! Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Movies That Whip. I'm Gooey here with Adriel. How's it going? That's me. I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome. Uh, I watched this movie over a couple of beers last night, which is partially why I needed to sleep in this morning. <laughs> but yes. um, I, I'm feeling great, and I'm, I'm ex- stoked to talk about this. Yes, yeah, so we are uh, talking about the 1989 uh, Albert Pune directed Jean-Claude Van Damme starring... <sighs> film cyborg hell yeah um which it's it's been it's been we shouldn't have gone for one a whole year without talking about a van damme movie Mm -hmm. we kind of messed up yeah we've that that was a mistake i'm really glad we've remedied that (laughs) we got to work that into one of our you know we're starting to get our yearly uh uh returns to some people i think van damme we for sure gotta do by next year yeah. and, and maybe even another uh albert uh pune i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right but mm-hmm. albert pune movie um yeah i really don't uh i really don't know even what to say about this movie i like don't even oh, know where okay. to start <laughs> i'm feeling i was feeling vulnerable today thinking about this recording because i kind of uh, i laid all my cards on the table to you last week when i watched it and i was like now you know completely <laughs> where I'm at and how I felt. And I was like, I haven't heard anything from you. So I'm like, I feel like at a disadvantage, you know, like you, you might win the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I might win. It's because I kept my cards close to the chest. Um, yeah. No, I, um, well, I hope that I can quell some of your anxiety because I actually haven't watched the movie. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually watched it last night um, with my friend. She and I were like, oh, we can go out. But I was like, actually, I, I really need to watch this movie. Like, I have to watch it. Like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And so, it's my homework. Uh, yeah, it's my homework. I have to do it. So I got to watch it on her, like, big TV, which was pretty fun. We ended up renting it Ooh. on... Um, like I don't know YouTube or something, and we you could get it for like a dollar ninety nine. She's like best money I've ever spent. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I've I'd never seen this movie before, um, and I I had actually I was kind of um, embarrassed because it's one of those things where the the director uh, is pretty widely known uh, as like one of the great. B movie directors of uh of the 80s and 90s and I uh, and so I was kind of, but it just I'd never seen a single 
one of his movies. I, I don't think you had either, right? No. See, the difference between you and Migu is that you know enough yeah, no. to, to be embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the problem, right? Because I think they're, I think almost everyone we know, probably like all our friends, if we brought him up, like no one would feel bad for not knowing this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept you. You're too hard on yourself, Goo. But I see, you know, I'm on, you know, I'm online. And I always see the movie people talking about this guy. Mm. And, you know, so what do I'm they, like, what do they say? What's the, uh, this is something I, I wanted to ask about what, cause I knew that you had, you had brought him up, uh, when we were discussing yeah. this movie and I really don't know that much about him. What, what do people say online? What's the scuttlebutt? Well, well, so yeah, he's he's very well known, um, like I said, as being one of the great uh, B-movie directors of the time. Made a lot of, you know, cult, basically cult classic movies. <clears throat> and, um, you know, they were all like genre, genre films, you know, like, and really wacky, goofy sci-fi. But hmm. that, you know, uh, he's such, it's, it's such a... Um, an auteur of the mm -hmm. genre, you know, mm -hmm. uh, not just another, not like a hack, you know, making these movies and people were, he, he passed away, uh, last year mm. and I just saw that's, I would already been aware of him, but that's where I really saw like, um, a lot of praise for him. So, uh, and it just feels like he's very much in my, uh, lane of like, the type of movies I like. So that's mm. kind of why I was um, embarrassed. You know, I had seen, he had, he had made, he's made a, he made one movie I saw that was like, a, it, it has Christopher Lambert, who we know from um, Mortal Kombat as Raiden, but also sure, Highland, sure. Highlander. Mm. Um, it, it's him and Ice-T. <laughs> looked like a fun movie. Hell yeah. Um, does, does this seem fair to like, uh, the praise that I saw from people based based on this movie alone, uh, like I could see, I could already, f I could feel that in this movie. Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. It felt like this movie was there was no accidents in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I started watching this with my uh, my buddy Paul, who we watch all kinds of. Van We've seen a ton of Van Damme movies together, um, and uh, I I said that like right before because they were like asking about the show a little bit mm -hmm. and then and they were like so you know what's like what's the deal for this episode you know so i explained what i said this whole thing about albert pune and they were like okay now i have like this expectation you know i'm sort of uh looking for something that or like you know ha have this higher expectation of the movie sure sure and but almost like in a deeper investment in it so there yeah. was like there was it was kind of high stakes going into the movie, you know what I mean? <laughs> sure, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the only thing I know is, didn't he do movies with Steven Seagal? Well, so that was that. That was actually what I was gonna say. Is I've seen one movie of his. Gotcha. I would not say I would not say that he did movies with Steven Seagal. He did a like a Steven Seagal movie. Got but, it. Okay. Um. So I I feel like he's mostly known for like late 80s early 90s movie or like 80s to 90s like he had some early 80s too mm -hmm. uh, actually he did a captain america movie in 1990 what like um, the captain america yeah yeah <laughs> is that um, canon <laughs> yeah yeah it's um, it's you know well back at this time Mar marvel licensing was a lot different you know hell yeah oh i want to watch that yeah so he and he'd also done sequels to uh like kickboxer <laughs> mm. um but anyway 
the this Seagal movie, Moss and I had watched in our we're doing a watch through of all the Steven Seagal mm-hmm. uh, movies, um, and uh, this movie he he did with Seagal was in two thousand one. It's called Ticker, mm. um, and it it's uh, actually it's like one of Seagal's last movies that has like people you recognize in it. It's actually entertaining uh, enough on that front like especially now that we're a few years later and the movies are even worse but uh this was like a really like i mean the steven seagal is not uh, really have a great filmography or anything and he kind of <laughs> sucks but uh this movie ticker was like i thought particularly bad but i did have t- it had tom sizemore jamie presley yeah. dennis hopper uh, Ice T has like one line in it, and uh, Kevin Gage and Nas are also in the movie, so that's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, that does sound but, like, a, like a fun watch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the movie was really bad, and uh, <laughs> it it was horrible. So I and I felt bad because I had I think we had watched this just after he passed away. It was just coincidental, you mm-hmm. know. And so I was like, I was like kind of excited to watch it, and then. It was like, oh man, like I, I feel bad, you know. And but I, I wish I could remember. Let's see. Yeah, here we go. There's I found some IMDb trivia, so who knows how real that is? But uh, Albert Pune hates this film and publicly apologized for it several times. Uh-huh. He said, "Do image suddenly cut off his funds halfway through shooting before taking it from him." And splicing it with the archive footage before releasing it. No kidding. And he made an unofficial release of a director's cut that is drastically different. So I'm kind of curious as to what that's like. Wow. But the movie was really bad. So interesting. Anyway, uh, long story short, there was you know there was a lot riding on this movie, but I I had I was feeling pretty confident that I would enjoy this, but you know I was like. Well, yeah. I don't know. It felt good. It felt like I was writing a wrong in a way. Yeah. And also, I mean, you, uh, um, by the way, great shout out to the film Writing Wrongs just then. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Don't think that got past me. Um, no, I, I, it's funny because I, I didn't know that you had seen another one that you like thought was actively bad. I feel like it's not uh, super common for you to be like, that movie just sucked. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so it's it's there's usually something to to like I don't know. I try to be I try to look on the bright side, but sometimes <laughs> you can't. You sometimes know? you can't. Um well what did you think of what did you think of this movie? Well, I said this to you. This is the one thing I would say cuz I was like it's not saying anything about the movie specifically, but um this is definitely like one of the best movies we've ever covered and it's like immediately in my like one of my favorite movies of all time hell yeah wow like i need to i need to watch it like more obviously i've seen it the one Mm. time but like every moment of this movie like had me wow every every shot every bit of dialogue every look (laughs) Like everything was so captivating. This movie had me, and the 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 main thing about it, even in the in between moments, is that it's just a cool looking movie. And mm-hmm. I, I had a I had sent you I had downloaded like I think the Blu Ray release even, but like this movie shot on a, a super big bu- or not a super big budget, it, it a very small budget, but like and and you can tell, but yeah. they for somehow every 
almost every shot in this like looks expensive. I don't know if that makes sense, but there's just so much like vibrance to the movie mm-hmm. and it looks so good that I I just was like drawn to it the whole time. I was compelled by ev- like the lighting, the sets, the the you know, the cyborg uh effect, you know, mm-hmm. that it was all so cool and every scene just had such like the vibe was overwhelming mm. basically. Yeah, I could. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) No, no. I was gonna say about it looking expensive. I was just gonna say that you. It. I don't know if that will make sense to anyone else, (laughs) but having seen it, it really does have this like. um, I could tell that this was a low budget film, but it's it looked expensive, but it also just felt like it knew exactly what to do with the money that it had. Yes, (laughs) I was saying that to um, my buddy Paul the whole time we were watching it, where I was, I was like, this is the most like one of us. Uh, cost-effective movies I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it totally. It's it. It's funny because they like it. The scope is actually like pretty small. Mm-hmm. So the premise is that um, the world is it's a post-apocalyptic like world, and the the newest like horror that is the blight upon humanity is a um, a pandemic. Uh, there's a virus, mm-hmm. and there is a uh, a person who uh, is centered in Atlanta, which is where the CDC is. That's why. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know. I loved that. I was like, why Atlanta? Oh, the CDC. Anyway, she gets augmented. So she becomes a cyborg and goes up to New York to get some critical piece of information. And that's where the movie starts is they're in New York. And she's like, I have to get back to Atlanta. And um, she she basically gets like intercepted by these like god-awful the most villainous pirates you'll ever see which we will get into in a minute um and then uh you know enter van damme who is kind of a a free agent you know he's you sort of slowly Mm. find out that he has um he's a slinger he's a slinger (laughs) he's a slinger but which is very similar to um a uh, strider, a ranger. It's like that kind of a vibe. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. He's <laughs> got big Aragorn energy. <laughs> Bef- okay, well, there's some. Th- uh, there's another character he reminds me of. I don't want to derail this yet, but it's my crazy <laughs> hot take. But okay, um, okay, okay. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. I'm just gonna finish this so that we get it out okay, of the way. Okay, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, there's. I I don't want to get to. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, you pl- please jump in. Tell me. Well, I, I just want to say you mentioned like he has this vibe. Like that's a cool thing about this movie is that it felt it reminded me of Avatar actually in that it reminded me of almost every Avatar reminded me of like every movie ever made. This maybe reminded me of like every genre mo- mm. movie ever like 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 every horror, sci-fi, yeah, uh, midi- fantasy. like fantasy, like it really combined a lot of these elements um romance like like really yes. earnest romance which is really sweet it was very like it reminded me of like a western at times you know like yep. it really okay sorry continue your, uh, <laughs> <recap> <laughs> it was <here. laughs> one thing it was not was a comedy not a comedy at all i will say no no, no not, not not one w- funny line in the whole thing yeah no, no. Not, th- yeah exactly which is i thought it was awesome um, yeah, it was so earnest. It took itself like very seriously. It was like well, sort of ra- razor sharp in that way. It's extremely goofy, though, right? 
So, yeah, so that's the thing. I love that shit. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm uh, grazing over some of the plot here, but he um, he kind of teams up uh, with this girl. Oh, what's her name? It's um, not Navi, but it's something like Navi. Oh, well, they all have. Uh, they all. I don't know if you caught this. They all have uh, musical gear names. What? What does that mean? Okay, so. <laughs> We're de- I'm derailing your recap again, but you're you can you're derail thinking of, der- the whole thing is a derailment. Uh, but- <laughs> this character's name that you're talking about is uh, Nate Nady Simmons, which Nady, is okay. a mashup of Nady Systems Inc., which is a uh, audio <laughs> consumer audio product manufacturer, and Simmons, which is an electric drum company. What? But hold on, there's more. <laughs> uh, Van Damme's character's name is Gibson Rickenbacker. I understood the Gibson. I get where Gibson comes from, sure. Okay. The villain's name is Fender Tremolo. Whoa. Okay, uh, I didn't catch this. One of the characters <laughs> is named Marshall Strat. Uh, wow. There's Les, which is Gibson Les Paul. And mm. uh, Pearl Prophet, which is Pearl Drums and Prophet 5 Synthesizers. So they were even economic in the time they spent naming the characters they were just <laughs> how did they decide to do that do you know any <clears throat> trivia about this or why this is the way All... it is because up, upon first glance i don't see exactly how that's relevant <laughs> it's it's not at all but that there is a reason i think um but i don't want to if you want to finish your what happened in the movie oh okay 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 um he teams up with what was your name again <laughs> Nady, 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 and um, and they're kind of going. She wants to team up with him and go down to Atlanta and try to make sure that the cyborg with the important information gets to Atlanta so that there can be a cure. Fender is taking the cyborg to back to Atlanta because he wants to own the um vaccine. He wants to own it. It's kind of like. Mad Maxi. We'll do this a lot. We'll say all the movies. It was like. Um, so anyway, they're going down there. Um, there's there's um, a lot of altercations um, along the way. A lot of flashbacks where we learn that um, Gibson Van Dam has uh, so Fender the pirate had like horribly murdered his family. Basically, they it, they weren't actually his family, but they were like a his friends and his lover and his family and whatever. Yeah. So he um, just wants revenge on the pirates. Uh, he doesn't care as much about the vaccine. He seems like he's kind of a lone wolf. And he's like, you know what? I don't really care about this world, but I do care about revenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, eventually they make it down to Atlanta. Uh, everyone is there. They have a huge uh, a huge fight. There's kind of a subplot where his one of the members of the family that was murdered she survived and was basically like yeah. adopted by the pirates. She was captured by them. It's like his uh his sort of daughter even though she I think she's just his like, you know, his lover's daughter or whatever. Yeah, or like little sister maybe. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. But she eventually recognizes oh, yeah, Gibson sister. and is like, "Oh my god. I like she cuz you can see like flashes of of her remembering him and then she she aids him in the fight." Um and it's uh, it's really cool. And then eventually he he prevails. Gibson um, kills Fender, but not without um, Nady uh, going down with a ship. 
RIP Nady. And then um, the cyborg gets back to the CDC headquarters. And who knows what happens after that? And that's the end of the movie. So now you all know what happens. It's <laughs> and we we can derail all we want now. <laughs> it's really a good portion of just them being like freaking chased, <laughs> you know. It, yep. That, yeah. that the majority of it is is fight scenes and chasing and walking around the like salt marshes. That's like well some of my some of my favorite movies, I think like even Mad Max um mm-hmm. like especially in like Fury Road they have this where like a good chunk of that movie is just getting chased. And like yep. the plot is very simple, you know what I mean. But it's all mm-hmm. it's all built on. I mean, when you're watching these flashbacks and stuff like that, it's just like these really brief uh, mood <laughs> moments that uh, yeah, yeah, are, I think yeah. really captivating. Um, I wanted to say about the plot though, um, and I'm not going to say anything about this movie because I think that we might want to do it as a as an episode, but. I watched Legend, with Tom okay. Cruise, yes, um, we, we and did. and that movie also fucking whips <laughs> ass. But I I will say that the plot is not the strong suit because okay. it makes negative sense, just zero goddamn sense at all. Um, and this movie, uh, this is the next movie that I've watched after <laughs> after You're that. Like, oh, this is. Uh, <laughs> I was like, this plot is like totally airtight. Like it makes it act. It makes sense. Like all of it is, it, it's simple. And like we were saying, you know, the scope is small. And they, I think, were very calculated about like, all right, you know, we're gonna do a lot of like walking around and chase scenes, and we just have to get from point A to point B. And it's simple, but it's effective. And they use um, flashbacks very effectively. So I. I was like so pleased with this plot because it could have been all over the place and it could have been a disaster, but it wasn't. No, yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, so I have, I think why I think like the names are like this and mm-hmm. and that's also the there's two things um, here. We're also talking about how the vibe kind of does kind of cross the the genre genres, you know, of, of movies. So this movie was, uh, released by Canon. Uh, I'm sure you saw the logo at the beginning who, uh, did a lot of, um, they were big in like, uh, the home video market in like the eighties and like nineties. Um, where, and like, I, I really associate them with like a lot of, uh, genre movies, B movies, um, some, you know, so like they they have that sort of uh, uh, vibe, <laughs> I guess. But um, mm. was this like the era of like straight to like straight to VHS kind of yeah. stuff, or was that not really a thing? Yeah, okay. Well, they they did they did do like you know films that would see theatrical release, but then they would do like like you know, uh, I think they did, I think like those you know kickboxer sequels and stuff like that were through them and I don't know their full release but so they did both like I don't want to say like they only mm-hmm. made you know that stuff but um gotcha but yeah so they kind of specialized in in the sort of thing they they had a movie in uh in the late 80s they had a He-Man film Masters of the Universe and sweet so they were supposed to make a sequel for that and they were gonna do I'm pretty sure they did the Captain America movie as well but um they were going to make a Spider-Man film, a live-action Spider-Man, and mm-hmm. I guess they had like uh, what I had read is they had financial trouble at this time, and they 
basically dropped the deals they had with Mattel and Marvel. Uh, oh, wow. So they, <laughs> yeah, it says here, they had already spent $2 million on costumes and sets for both films. And so they, oh they decided to do a new movie to kind of recoup that money. So in this movie, you have, you know, you have things that they were intended for both a He-Man movie and a Spider-Man movie. What? So they, oh, my God. That makes so much sense. Oh, my God. I'm so happy to know this. Uh, so the movie, the, like I said the budget was less than $500,000, and they filmed it in 23 days. And it's all, I guess, around Wilmington, North Carolina. So I can see the wow. stew there is they take those sets, you know, they ma- mix them together. You find some abandoned buildings outside of Wilmington. Boom. You know what I mean? Like, that's... This whole movie was made with under $500,000? Yes. This is... That's unbelievable. <laughs> and this is... Uh, actually, this is kind of dark, so I apologize, but... Um, one of the pirates, um, there was an accident on, on the on, on the film where Van Damme accidentally hit him in the eye with a prop knife, and he lost his eye. Oh, dude! And so, and Van Damme got sued by the guy, and he had to pay four hundred eighty-five thousand dollars to the guy. So Van Damme had to pay this guy about how much the movie cost. But as to like the names and stuff like that, well, clearly, you, it, so it's shot over twenty-three days. So it's it's very quickly done, uh, but I guess mm. uh, um, the director also wrote the the script for the movie, and he wrote it over the course of a weekend. <laughs> Albert Pune? Yeah, he he wrote it over one weekend. So I could totally see Whoa. like fuck, I gotta name these characters, <laughs> you know? Like, well, <laughs> okay, whatever. that makes a lot of. Is he like a music guy? Is that not that, that I'm like aware of? But I, you know, I mean, he clearly is. He knows some. He knows something. He likes music. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of cost cutting there. Um, yeah, $500,000. Uh, I can't, I'm trying to break it down. I mean, I guess that there's like, they, they cut some of the costs by having the props and costumes from both He-Man and Spider-Man. But, um, I just like, I, I don't even, I can't even compute like where that money went to you know i think like yeah i i i feel like there's um very you can tell like i don't know everything looks really good though like that's the thing is like yeah it looks good and the music is good there's not like a a, like a oh the music is awesome yeah it's there's it's not like really a bopping kind of soundtrack because it's not the movie is like pretty somber um in many ways and so i think that like the music reflects that it's it's pretty understated if that makes sense the music is extremely somber like Mm -hmm. and they really like every moment they just are 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 living in it in the Mm -hmm. somberness oh man Mm -hmm. um one other thing i read here on on the production notes for it was um so canada had done a lot of movies with uh chuck norris i believe and i think that uh uh pune had him in mind to play the lead role really Um, yeah, but someone else ended up uh, casting Van Damme, who they did Bloodsport, and I think they offered him, they offered him like three different movies at, to pick from, and he picked this one. But I guess he doesn't like this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, here, man, so Van Damme doesn't like this movie, eh? They offered him the lead in Delta Force Two, which um, 
is a Chuck Norris film, actually. Mm. Uh, American Ninja 3 <laughs> or Cyborg. So there you go. These are the type of movies. American Ninja. Love it. I, I and, and they're all um and they're all sequels. Yes. <laughs> American Ninja three or four. And they or did whatever. like yeah, and they did a bunch of kickboxer sequels and he's not in any of them. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And actually they did sequels to these. And I don't think he's in any of the sequels. Uh mm. I did read the first sequel, Cyborg Two, star it's from like ninety three, I think. And it stars um Elias Codius, who my my kid self remembers him as Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, <laughs> <I'm actually. laughs> I think he would be awesome in this. So I kind of want to see it. But the, yeah. I think the lead role I think I read was Angelina Jolie. Wait a minute. <laughs> this sounds very familiar, actually. Cyborg I feel 2. Like, yes, I feel like we looked this up and we were like, do we need to watch all of them? Because Angelina Jolie's in one. <laughs> We might need to. I, I mean, it sounds fucking cool to me, but so 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 Van Damme doesn't like doesn't. I like guess this he movie. doesn't. No, but hmm. I think he's yeah. off. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think his judgment's off. But <laughs> I think a lot he's of people, wrong. a lot of people don't like this movie. I guess, or not a lot of mm. people. I said it has a cult following, but um, it's uh, got negative, you know, negative re- re- all these kind of movies, so are doomed to that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, I I feel like the acting um, took a second for me to like. I, I so I was comparing it to um, <laughs> Johnny Mnemonic um, purely because it started in it started with like the view of New York City New York. from <laughs> from like Jersey. And they're like, um, everyone is dead. The world is shit, you know. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, and they have um, it's the voice of the pirate who fucking goes hard, dude. This. Well, let's oh, talk yeah. about him in a second. But he has this totally insane voice, and it's like this rubble, like on the shores of like the the Hudson River, like overlooking New York, and it, and it's like a cockroach is like crawling out. It's so nasty, and um, and th- and then with the cyborg element, with like, oh, there's something in my head that like I need to to go mm-hmm. back to Atlanta with like it was very J- Johnny Mnemonic um and then I thought about it again when we meet Nadie who um is this like a uh, an actress that like I did not recognize and didn't um know who she was and at mm-hmm. first I was like oh no is this going to be a Johnny Mnemonic situation because I really thought that the one the sidekick love interest in Johnny Mnemonic really weighed the movie down. <laughs> okay. In my opinion, which is, you know, sad to say, but that is how I feel. And I was like, oh man, please, like, please don't do this. But I ended up really, really liking her. And there were a lot of like, really, there were, so, I feel like obviously that there were like the two principals, the um, Van Damme yes. and then the, pir- the pirate, but, and then she was maybe the third, but there were a lot of like really good parts in this yes. movie and all the actors stepped up to the plate, which I thought was so awesome. The cyborg, um, was really good. Oh, what, she which, was awesome. Which one was this? I'm trying to remember the, the characters names. She was Pearl, right? Pearl. Okay. Yeah. Pearl. She was awesome. Uh, I loved actually, there's one scene where it's like, it's like, it's not that's it, it's the silliest scene where it's like the most lighthearted where she's they show a flashback to her like leaving on her mission hmm. and and she's like at the base and like the people almost like they don't have like shitty looking stuff on you know they they look like almost like they're they live in like a weird star trek planet or something and, i was thinking that too yeah and they're like 
good luck on your quest. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, <laughs> it was very like uh, cute. You know, it was wholesome yeah. a little bit. And it was I, very I hope, that. Hope, hopeful. That um, felt pretty. Um, like it didn't really match with the tone of the rest of the movie. Like I guess they really they didn't seem dire when they were sending her off, even though like obviously she like had to get her brain totally taken out and replaced by uh by a computer or whatever. Um which was awesome and also remind so okay, there were a lot of shots of or a lot of parts in the movie where she <laughs> you saw like her as an animatronic head. Um, very, very much like in Terminator where like you see his face in the mirror and it's like, it's, it's like a, a a pretty like, like gnarly, um, likeness of Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's like that. Um, and I'm going to (laughs) say that this was one of my favorite parts of the movies whenever they would show this like nasty, um, like cyborg head, um, beneath like a face that like only only slightly resembled um (laughs) her but um but it didn't matter because it was so fucking awesome and then when they showed her like get basically getting the surgery like replacing her brain or whatever and they like show this eyeball coming out of the socket oh it's so sick it's so awesome the practical effects are see that i i kept thinking i had this thought where i was i was like man you know that because at first I was like is that supposed to be her because I it really like it, it looks so little like her that I was like wait it, did I miss something like <laughs> did I miss did I miss something that happened and I was yeah. like no 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 it's just that it's like a crazy like 80s mask and then I was like you know what I still like this so much more than if it was like CGI you know no, I looked, just <laughs> I thought it looked super good like it I, looks I guess awesome I didn't really consider that it didn't look like her I was just kind of like blown away <laughs> by the uh totally the effect i guess that i know like, yeah. i don't want to admit that i was like wait is because okay. <laughs> I, I truly was what, curious if maybe i blinked and missed something in the movie and there was a difference like no it was her it was her um but no that was so um yeah that was so sick um i don't know if we want to talk about the pirate guy because he's really who i'm he to me like stole the whole movie yes uh vincent clinn uh, is the name of the actor. And uh, I was really excited to see him, actually, because he has a very memorable but short part in the movie um, Point Break, which is one of, also mm. one of my favorite movies of all time. But yeah. um, the well, the actor himself is actually a surfer. Uh, that's, Whoa, okay. Uh, um, yeah, so he was big into surfing. And um, there was, I think he had met, what was it? He... Uh, Let's see. Yeah, he, uh, the director, uh, saw him when he was surfing one day <laughs> and thought, hey, oh. you, you would make a cool villain in a movie. Uh, aren't they both from Hawaii? Yes. Well, I yeah, like I, yes. I had, so, well, I don't know if they're both from Hawaii, but I know that Albert Pune is from Hawaii. So I figured that, oh, maybe they must have known, known each other surfing yes. in Hawaii. Exa- <laughs> exactly. Actually, I'm reading here. So he's born in New Zealand, but his family relocated to Hawaii. So what a a beautiful life. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, And so they put him in. Well, this is later, but he gets put in um, the movie Point Break. And uh, you haven't haven't seen it. Have have you seen it? I mean, not that I remember. Okay. Okay. So no. Well, you you won't miss him, I'll say. But he's only really (laughs) in one. So, um, you know, in that, uh, they've got a band of surfing 
bank robbers, right? Uh, led Fuck by yeah. uh, led by Patrick Swayze. Um, but Keanu, you know, he's going, he's learning how to surf to infiltrate their gang, and uh, but they, you know, he's treated like, you know, oh, he's a, he's an, uh, uh, what do you call him? Like a outsider. I don't know what like the a, term like, is. Like a newbie? Like, yeah, so, yeah. Like a, yeah. And, uh, Amateur. Uh, there's, there's a part where he's, he's like showering after surfing and three of the surfers, one of them played by this dude, one of them played by Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I believe. Um, fuck yes come in uh they come and confront him and they, they fucking pull a knife on him and he fights him but uh the best part is uh i can't remember the exact line but patrick swayze comes in and breaks you know breaks it up and he's like uh you know ease up war child <laughs> so i fuck guess the yes. character's name is war child he's anyway. up war child <laughs> yeah Where he's like calm okay. down war-. yeah anyway that's the extent of him in that movie but it's it's really awesome. It's really memorable. Oh, that's so sick. Okay, okay. I mean, has he been awesome in anything in else besides um, besides this movie? I'm looking. Well, okay. Apparently, he played Wild One in the Double Dragon movie. So we covered that actually on Virtual Theater. I don't recall, but there was a lot of like fucking crazy looking people in that movie. So I could. It's kind of got a you know. Uh, post-apocalyptic vibe it's it's actually got um robert patrick in it from terminator and also the cyborg in this had kind of the terminator thing going on so that's cool but yeah it looks like he's he's actually so cyborg is his first movie but then it's like it's a lot of movies and stuff you probably have not heard of but Mm, he he does have like a he's in ticker uncredited i guess um but anyway, yeah, he's he's in a handful of stuff, so that's pretty cool. He makes a good, honestly, like, and I'll, this this will apply to Van Damme, and, and we don't have to talk about Van Damme yet, but, like, when we're talking about also, like, knowing what you have to make a movie and, like, like mm. use, if I'm thinking of it not just from economics, but, like, using the resources uh well which in this case i mean like creatively i guess like they really like play to the strengths of both van damme and vincent clinton's like Mm -hmm. like personality and like um presence that they bring to a movie yeah Um, and and so yeah i would say that about the fender character as well like he's such he's like a monster. Mm, that's such a good point. I hadn't quite put my finger on that, but that's exactly what it was for all of them. Like it felt like everyone was like really well cast. Um, uh, absolutely, and, yeah. And like everybody, he uh, uh, Van Dam had like the most screen time by far, but but like everyone, it felt like just like no one overstayed their welcome. Everybody had like um, a, a couple scenes to like really shine. Um, it just it just felt really like it felt tight, you know. Mm-hmm. The villain in particular, he has such a great look. He's got like uh, the chainmail on. He has uh, the glasses that are like so dirty mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's like, how do you even see? Like, just dip those in the water, my dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you why can't... would he do that? He's trying to cover his his piercing ice blue eyes. The eyes are so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the eyes are fucking sick. Um. Yeah, just a real monster heel we got in this movie. 
Uh, yeah, and he's got like that crazy, crazy voice. God, I wish I, I could remember what the opening lines were, where it was like, the world sucks or whatever. It was like the the world, like all this bad stuff's happening, and he's like, and I love it or something yes. like that. He like says something to that effect as the opening line to the movie, which fucking rocks. He's got the f- like fur coat on, <laughs> like he's just got yeah. such a. At first, mm-hmm. I was like, um, actually, just speaking to the fantasy element of this. At first, I was like, damn, they got like chainmail. I was like, is someone making chainmail right now? And then, <laughs> wouldn't you know it? Like five minutes later, there's fucking blacksmiths and shit. I was like, yep, this is so sick. This was like a fantasy movie, like yep, in a lot of ways. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, like a, it was like a nautical movie too, because they're like pirates and they're going on a ship. There's a lot of nautical imagery. They're killing people for ships. Everyone's sharpening their knife everywhere. Yeah, constantly, <laughs> constantly knife sharpening. They can't have those things be dull. They're their only weapons. Yeah, um, but yeah, for for Van Dam, uh, I will say. Well, actually, maybe we should also talk about. There is a character he's traveling with. Um, who it, it reminded me a little bit of like, you know, like Last of Us or whatever, where it's mm. where it's like he's tr- he's transporting this uh girl who's supposed to have like she's supposed to be like immune, right? That's what they were trying to do. They were trying to get her down to the CDC. Who? The um. Who Pearl? Pearl or no, not Pearl. Um. Is it per- uh, Nady or I don't remember the girl with the the curly brown hair, the one who like kind of looked like Jules from, from yeah from yes the- yes, <laughs> uh, who is one of the producers on the Zelda cast? I was like, wait a minute, I've seen Jules. that face. Shout out to Jules if you ever listen to this. Um, yeah, Nady, Nady, yeah. It, I didn't know that she was um, no, immune, she's not. A, that- no, it's, I'm misremembering that, but she was like on the. The mission basically with him. I thought she was very good too. This kind yeah, of, she like, was great. Yeah, no, I think that she, from what I remember, she like has this like real um, like earnest. She's like, we have to make sure that that cyborg gets to the CDC because my whole family was lost to the virus, and like this is the most important thing in the whole world. We like have to make sure this happens, uh, which is such a good foil to Van Dam, who has like they both have personal. Um, reasons for like what they're trying to do but Van Damme's is like just about revenge and hers is very much about like the future yeah. of humanity that's, which is pretty cool <laughs> that's why I conflated it with her being immune because it, it's similar to the premise in The Last of Us uh, yeah, just yeah, yeah. from the character's perspective so they kind of it was sort of like that dynamic and you also mentioned he did have kind of like a strider-ness to him as well he sure did but I also thought that in a weird way, and and so I thought there was one perfect character that I think he would be really good at playing, and he'd have to it'd have to be much younger than he is in this movie, but just and 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 obviously some of the backstory would be less uh, maybe less intense, but he gave <laughs> off such a a soft tenderness, but also like you believe that even though he's struggling with this, like I believe that he was like a truly like noble guy, <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that I knew he was going to come around that I was like young Van Damme could play, could have played Link <laughs> in a legend of Zelda. Hell movie. yes. 
And I was thinking That's this. That's what I'm talking about. Early on, because he's and he's wearing his little green tunic. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. But then they go to this flashback, and he's got Link's fucking Breath of the Wild haircut. <laughs> he does. He has this, like, long ass, like, scraggly. Not scraggly. It's not scraggly. It's just always put up in, like, a really messy ponytail where I'm it's like, cute. just... Just take it out and put it back in. It'll it'll all fit. I promise. <laughs> it's super. No, cute. He, he he totally has the the Breath of the Wild Link ponytail, same color and everything. Okay, so yeah, I felt like this was an insane take, but I was like, okay. Oh man, as soon no, this is not an insane take. As, as soon as we can get to the point, we we already can like age and de-age people mm-hmm. via via computer technology at will. I think mm-hmm. that why bother casting new blood? Let's just go back to young Van Damme <laughs> and make him into the Zelda movie. I'm completely for it. <laughs> I also felt like he was like he was a very very much a silent protagonist. Like he had lines, totally. but a lot of it was just like shots of him looking. And like I feel like I feel like uh, you got to give a nod to the director. Like I really feel like he captures like such intensity from these characters and that's what i really Mm. wanted to say earlier about using the people right is like like definitely we've seen like in a lot of the van damme movies i say we've seen like we've watched them together but a lot of ones (laughs) uh i've watched like the ones that really work for me all right like they're ones usually where he's a little bit sillier but the main the key thing is actually that he's very um charming i guess you could say or like there's a there yeah there's just something um about him that like you like a lot of these movies he'll he'll there'll be someone he like falls in love with instantly but he usually mm. has such a like charisma such a riz mm. and, riz and like usually some sort of like chemistry where it's like i buy it you know he's just so mm-hmm. he's just so like charming i feel like in this this is dialed down more too that there is just something like you feel like I maybe I'm just taking this from the other movies, but like you see it in the flashbacks too, where I feel like his character had that side to him, and and now he he's still very like like even though he is like a silent tough guy, he feels very like uh, vulnerable. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? No, he I feels like, really. Oh, uh, yeah. No, he feels very um, like wounded. You know. Yeah. And like he, there, there's like a line in it where. Um, Nady is like, you're just like one big scar or something like that. Um, and I was like, oh, boy, is he. And that's when we like start to see the flashbacks of like this whole uh, like awful thing that happened to his to his family. But I think that like even in this movie, like it's not just that he's got the Riz, but he does. But he's um, uh, what's the word? He's just so. I feel like he ne- he doesn't say any more than he he has to, but he's not hardened. He's still very gentle, I guess is what yes, I'm trying gentle. to say. Yes, gentle. That's he has for a, sure. a real like gentleness about him. I guess is the word. Um, and I think I I you know people in our in our circles of the internet talk about a Zelda movie like all the time. You know, everyone's like, what, is there going to be a Zelda movie? Who knows what like what would it be like? What would our dream team be? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And I always have a pretty hard time, um, like, picturing what... 
how like a silent protagonist would work. I don't know. I, I'm just sort of like, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have no idea. Um, but when, but hearing you say that, I feel like this is exactly what, how it would have to be. Like, not that Link has to have like some horrible tragedy in his, like in his past, but he, um, like this character gets like a ton of screen time and doesn't say that much, but is very, isn't like hardened, you know, he, <laughs> he's driven, mm-hmm. but he's still like quite, uh, He's quite gentle, even though he's like he like whips ass, you know. So I think he's got big Link vibes. That's why I feel like, because he that's why why he also reminds me of, like, Strider, or or even Link is because like I feel like in those characters like, they def they definitely well Strider more so Link is kind of, whatever I guess but Str- <laughs> like, Link you feel this way because you're just like beating the game as him but Strider you feel like he is someone who wants to do what's right. You know what I mean? Like he, he is like noble in that way, but obviously like he had gone down like a different path. You know what I mean? But like the the whole time, like from the moment he meets them, like he, he, he's, he, I feel like he's doing his duty. You know what I mean? He's like, Hmm. he's helping transport the hobbits, you know, when he meets them. Because uh, mm-hmm. he knows, like, this must be done, you know. Even though, even though he hasn't, you know, claimed his uh, mantle or whatever, or taken charge right. of this, you know, thing. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. it's funny. <laughs> I, I actually feel like the like like Gibson's character is more like even more conflicted about because he's Definitely. at like an existential crisis when Aragorn is like he's not right. Like he understands what's what needs to happen to like save the world he has no part of him that is like fuck this whereas like that's a big part of gibson's character which is so cool because it's not over wrought like there's no scenes of him being like fuck you or like i don't care like i'll go my own way like he's not like Mm -hmm. he he just sort of like cares about people he's single but he's single-minded and like i just need to like resolve this one thing in my life and like i can't be bothered with like saving the world you know what i mean um, right. which I think is like a really, it. yeah, it's a really compelling, um, it's more compelling than someone who is like, I know it's right and I want to save the world to me. Like, I think yeah, that yeah. this is so much more realistic and not that it needs to be realistic, you know, but it's relatable. I just sent you some uh, incredible screenshots of him in this movie that I think like just um, in those shots of the movie where I, f- I could feel all of that just by looking at him, you know, uh, he's and he's such a babe. It's just like, wow. Yeah, maybe that too. Maybe he's just a babe also. <laughs> he's also such a babe. It's pretty funny. Like the, the women in this movie are like beautiful too, you know, but like oh, yeah. I, it was, you know, and like, this was like kind of an era of the eighties where like, like um you could have like short hair women with really short cropped hair in the movies mm-hmm. and like that was still cute <laughs> you know it was like the era yeah the too. era before like you were um like all everybody started to look like exactly the same <laughs> um so the women like were all pretty were pretty interesting looking and like and beautiful but van damme and vincent were both like pretty they were they were stunners. They were the standout stunners of the, of this flick, I would say. Definitely. The one uh I believe one of the um yeah, uh Dale Haddon who played Pearl uh actually was a model, I believe. So mm. uh yeah, she's like famous for 
Uh, Interesting. She was on the cover of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue of 1973. 73? That was a long time before this. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, there was also, in you know, this movie had to have like a little TNA, but not that much, a tasteful amount, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Just like a, a booty f- uh, r- running off into the ocean and then like one boob, but like a side, like just a little tasteful. tiny boob. Tasteful. A tasteful boob. Which it is was funny like, because in the violence category, it was not tasteful at all. No, no, no. The, the violence was the opposite. It was awesome, opposite. though. It was so sick. Like, it, it was sick. So was many sick. nasty. That's what they spent their money on is they had all these nasty. I, were they, they weren't using that in the Spider-Man movie. All the fucking, That's fucking true. corpses <laughs> and heads on spikes and stuff. Oh, dude. Okay. We haven't even talked about like the like crazy. Like, is it? you Okay. Uh, you can't have someone on a cross without it not having Jesus imagery. Like there's there's religious imagery, but it's never talked about in the movie, which I fucking loved because no. I thought it was gonna be like a religion. I don't know. I thought that was gonna come back because obviously <laughs> no, when think- you have people people on crosses and shit, but it never really happened, did it? Fen- Fender's gang, they just like crucified people. Yeah, I feel they just like-, like to crucify people. Yeah, I feel like they just like like to do that, but. Uh, the payoff, actually, with that. Well, let's well, let's take one step back because I wanted okay. to say a little bit more about the flashback scenes. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. I loved the the vibes of those scenes, like where mm. he's um, having the visions uh, <laughs> of his wife, and we kind of like they kind of go back to it, and they kind of show like a little bit too much of the same a couple times, but they do progress it forward, like it. Right. Like at the right beats, which works. But there was one time where I was like, they showed like too much of the scene, I felt like. But yeah, they showed the scene like twice. I was like, wait, again, I was like, did I miss something? (laughs) I felt like they could have started a little bit forward because then they they do go forward in time and show. Yeah. Like more of the. But when they when they're first hooking up for one is just the vibes Mm -hmm. there are awesome. It's awesome. Super romantic. I love it. But then um, it gets really gnarly. Uh, and this reminded me actually of the movie Mandy, which uh, is, oh, dude, that's a great call. That's a great. Uh, it's much callback. more recent. Maybe it's like you know reverse inspired or whatever. But you know, like in Mandy, this has they have the whole family, but but the the daughter or whatever. But in mm-hmm. Mandy, you know, he gets tied up with the barbed wire and mm-hmm. and all, and and she gets killed. And there is such there is like kind of a actually the characterization. Uh, is somewhat similar. Uh, Nick Cage is more definitely more unhinged in Mandy, but it, he, you know, he for a lot of it he's kind of walking around silently and then mm-hmm. going into these fits of rage, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, real like listlessness, <laughs> a lost. Even, even had a nice little scene like in Mandy where he just goes and talks to like one of his buddies before you know he gets some like mm-hmm. tips or whatever, which I liked with <laughs> with the blacksmith and stuff. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yeah, so I love the. I I really thought the uh, the flashbacks uh, were really uh, well handled. Um, other than that one aspect, but that all leads to he gets. Speaking of it happening for a long time, I love this where when he he gets eventually gets crucified by the villain, and he like he like keeps flashing back to all the things that happened to him, and it's almost like hulking him up or whatever but it has mm-hmm. like 
it almost has its own like story arc in it because there's like a part where he's getting all hooked up but then he like loses it but then he gets yeah. pissed again and it starts building mm-hmm. up again and there's like uh it ha- it takes so long but I- it was it so does. awesome i, I felt uh. like the drama of someone like reaching for the ropes in a wrestling match and they're about to get him and then they get pulled away. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, no. Oh, he's Fuck back, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so sick, but it was... And that was also when they... Because you you knew that something bad happened to his family, but you didn't quite really know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I thought, was actually, like, pretty tasteful violence in some way i don't know if tasteful is the right word but like okay there's a difference between like crazy fight scenes where like you know there's like knives and shit and blood and heads and whatever Mm -hmm. and then there's like this scene where like i didn't totally understand the physics uh, but it doesn't matter the point is that like this like young girl is maybe like 10 or whatever like he like puts her hands on this like piece of barbed wire and it's like if you can like hold up your family then like they'll survive and like of course she can't hold like hold on to them and they like fall down into like a pit or something and it's her and her sister and her but like there there's like a whole family of people including mm-hmm. Jean-Claude Van Damme um and it's like so gnarly like that was the point in the movie where I was like oh no wonder Gibson like really fucking hates Fender like I mm-hmm. I see now like it's so it was so fucked up but without it being like um it didn't feel cheap. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't just like, and then he raped and murdered his wife. You know what I mean? Like it was like creative. Yeah, yeah. It was different. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh, that's like fucking twisted, but it's not like the worst thing I've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Which I thought yeah. was so, it was like, that's why I mean, I think it's kind of tasteful. It um, was, but yeah. For, like, and, it, and but like, it's fucking gnarly, dude. And you only catch glimpses of it. And when you do, it's just like, so like, it's like those brief moments of like, where it's like horrific where you see them wrapped up but like mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i and and i think they they tease it too which is you know i don't know yeah that that fact that it's like that is makes it like kind of more scary <laughs> in a way yeah I guess. yeah um, they do a, they do a really good they did a really good job with it like i thought that was like actually like really like just creative and well done and like something you can only do in a movie you know like he writing that out wouldn't have been as effective as uh as seeing it i just i thought it was really well done but the violence yeah was not tasteful in it in the rest of the movie i wouldn't call it tasteful <laughs> yeah but i that's something i i actually loved about this so the movie actually um and i don't know what vi- version i watched or what version you watched but i guess uh they had to like recut it and so they could mm. get it to an R rating. It had an oh, X shit. rating. <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh my uh-huh. god! Because of because of violence, I guess. Yes. There yeah. Wasn't like that much else that it could be for. <laughs> yeah. So there was some. I but the even the version I watched was pretty gnarly. But. Yeah, um, mine was very gnarly. <laughs> I I thought it was all really cool and creative. Like uh, mm-hmm. the like the fights in it were were super cool. I thought. And it, and it also just like just like that, along with some of the effects, like is it put it almost like this movie almost starts to, um, like it it becomes like extremely unique, I guess. Like it doesn't start to feel like any particular genre because like 
Mm-hmm. There are parts of this that are horrific, like a horror, like a horror movie. You know, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it's not a full horror movie, but like it's more, you know, the fantasy and sci-fi than anything else. But it feels like so unique how it combines those things. But it's like mm-hmm. it's just it's just funny because it's like, you know, it, it makes you think of so many other movies. But it's again just a good use of like the elements at play that. Mm-hmm. like made it make it so creative and work so well <laughs> yeah and it's so unexpected right i was expecting it to be a sci-fi movie about the second coming of christ that's mm-hmm. what i was expecting just based on the name and that i had seen like one screenshot of um or like one still where there was like cross imagery so i was mm-hmm. like convinced that that's what it was going to be about like i thought it would maybe be some I don't know. I had a whole, <laughs> I had a whole premise in my head about what it was, and it's not that at all. Um, but in do- no it's way. funny because in like in doing another thing that rem- it reminded me of, and maybe this is like s- some of this is the religiosity that I was like um, trying to like overlay on top of this film. But mm-hmm. it reminded me of No Escape, which we covered last year. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Because it was like fantasy, sci-fi, not, but more like about, you know, as all good movies should be, like about like the the backstory of all of these people, and um, and it, but it was also like a hardcore action movie too, but like with the kind of like earnest like seriousness that um, I don't know that they that they they didn't cheapen it by like trying to just make it about the action or just about the sex or just about, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that it, I don't know. It just reminded me a lot of, it reminded me a lot of that movie um, in the best of ways. Cause that's like, again, one of my, I don't know. I can't pick a favorite of the ones we've covered, but I, I love that one. Yeah. I, f- I felt like even in this one, um, it, yeah. In that way, it, it almost, it was like, it made me, like really feel <laughs> certain ways um and it like it had my it had my mind uh racing but mm. it was never like um it was never like i felt like i guess like you said with the religiosity like i never felt like oh this there's like a specific thing that the movie is trying to tell me but like mm-hmm. I, I feel certain ways, and maybe that even goes with how we're talking about some of like their characters' backstories. Is like really, we're not shown all that too much, and and I was just like, I was almost like imagining like when I'm looking at their reactions to things, they're very subtle reactions. Like, like I'm imagining all the things that they could be feeling, what I could be mm-hmm. feeling. You know what I mean? And, and so it really yeah. had that grip on me, where I was like, this movie feels like it's like really about something <laughs> but like yeah. I, um i sound stupid now but i was like it just felt like yeah this is about something but i feel like it's it's really i don't know it's mostly just implied by the mood the vibe maybe yeah. it's just the vibe i don't know it's a it's the vibe but it's not like vibe it's not really vibe heavy in the way that some other movies are like only vibes you know what i mean mm. like drive for example only vibes that's like the whole movie is just that um and i love drive but like this movie it felt like it was so many things that um it still worked but it didn't feel like it was like oh here's a like a clear it had a clear identity um but it didn't have like a to me like Mm. 
it didn't have like here's a cohesive <laughs> a cohesive aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because clearly there was not one. <laughs> there was definitely no, not yeah. a cohesive aesthetic. But I I don't know. I did no, I didn't all, mind that at all. It all came together for me though. I was just mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so I ca- there's one thing we got to talk about for sure. Um, well, first of all, great great fights too. A lot of good kicks. They really. Mm, kick use, heavy, yeah. Utilize the Van Dam well in the kick department, obviously, and adding the and little they, shoe thing. They had the, oh, the shoe thing is awesome. There's a little like uh, knife or nail <laughs> yeah. that comes out of the toe of his shoe, and then he slices some dude's throat. It's With pretty awesome. <laughs> <It's so> awesome. <laughs> yes, well, it's more than just that. So, um, the, he starts to be just chased. Then, like a good portion of this is him being chased by a line of people they keep catching up to them <laughs> and uh then he has to off them you know uh and it was funny because when he goes down into the sewer right and uh paul was laughing <laughs> because they were like it kept cutting to other people joining in like coming down the sewer and they're like <laughs> yeah it's really funny, funny that it keeps showing them and it was funny and then when they were coming out i thought it was funny but it also <laughs> like it was just silly but at the same time i really had the sense of like Okay, he killed one guy, but like here comes another. Oh, he killed him. Well, here comes another. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. um, and so that added. I think that actually really added to the to the tension. But uh, yeah, he gets down there in like a sewer, and the first guy is is tailing him. And the first of all, like the way, like this is a, a great example of like the, like it feeling super expensive, even though it's. Uh, not is like you know they're bathed in parts in like this blue hue and there's a lot of silhouettes Mm. and it looks so good and there's a part where the guy who's pursuing him like the shot starts with it's like almost pitch black there's like a hint of blue light and you can see you can tell there's water trickling down and then the guy slowly inching forward with his knife like emerges from the darkness and as he does from the right side of the screen, like a red light starts to hit hit him, that I, I was like, I rewound it. I was like, wait, was it always like shining like that? But it, no, it becomes like slight, you know, like like it's just like, oh, that's it was such a good light <laughs> trick they did, and that was such a compelling image. And then it cuts to, sorry if I'm over describing this. But no, I'm I'm truly loving this. This it, is like poetry. You've got the white and the red, and then it cuts to bathed in just white light but with still with the heavy shadows you have van damme and he's like cross-armed holding his uh his like knife or whatever he's got and he's just like head down and i was i'm watching this and i'm like what is happening i I, I was saying to paul i was like i think he's like fucking like powering up (laughs) you know what i mean like i think he's about to like he's going super sane or whatever and they cut back to the guy then they cut to him and he he raises his head up up to the light you know then they've got the guy pursuing and they're going back and forth and i'm like where what is he doing and then it cuts to incredible shot of him directly above the guy holding himself up with the splits while he's doing you know he's like whatever meditating or whatever and he's yeah and he's got the knife and he comes down on the guy and it, it it was the best moment. Well, first the guy looks up, which is awesome. And he's screaming. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say there's a shot. It's like 
a shot between like the guy's face and then Van Damme and the guy's face and Van Damme and the guy's face and he's like slowly like like looking up and realizing what's yes. about to happen. Oh, it's like this is it's like classic horror uh, shots. <laughs> yes, it's like it's shot like a horror, but it's like our our hero in white lit by the white light, you know, like mm-hmm. coming down. Uh, and they cut away actually. They don't show it, which is funny, you know, considering it's like mm-hmm. well, that's what like that didn't need anything else after that it was like that whole build up to it was was like the crazy ass thing you know the death is almost superfluous at that point totally Um, true that was one of my favorite parts of the whole movie (laughs) yeah that was my number one favorite part where i was like this is for sure like the greatest movie i've ever seen Uh (laughs) if not one of them but then they're then they're just running around in the swamp or whatever and we've got, and I love these fight scenes here too. And I, I actually liked, I felt like I actually like the, uh, like the women in this movie got a decent amount of like fighting. And I totally, fr- I thought like yeah. more than I expected because here Way they're more both, than I expected. <laughs> yeah. They're both mixing it up and then they do it in the final scene, I believe too. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, this is a really good fight there, but he eventually gets, you know, pummeled by, uh, Fender and crucified like we were saying so um pretty awesome uh, <laughs> pretty awesome I, scene though i i loved the i loved the like chase and fight scenes and it's just some of them felt um a little bit like haphazard but not in a bad way and then other and then other times were like what you so artfully described like there it was like this great mix of like tons and tons of momentum and it felt kind of like frantic and then other times it was like really there was a vision, you know what I mean? There was like, it was calculated the way that they were going to, to show what went down. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was awesome. He gets saved by his, uh, his companion mm-hmm. uh, on his journey. And, uh, then they, they're, then they're basically heading to, you know, this final showdown, which I think this reminded me of like, this had to be like some of their sets they're, uh, employing here. Uh, mm. cause it was like, it was like a city street almost, but it was like, a <laughs> I don't know, like it had this like wood structures that were built and uh, Van Damme standing there epically backlit uh, uh-huh. in the rain, in the rain. And he's got a bow and he's shirtless. Oh, right. He like, has a, he has a bow. Fuck, I'm telling you, Link. <laughs> and then all these, all these different crazy looking henchmen with crazy haircuts start pulling out their weapons. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, just the, the ending part here was awesome, particularly when it really it start they do the they're just blast in the rain and yeah yeah <laughs> they have this fucking epic fight the two of them in the rain um and it was at this moment where i thought um well i thought about how and and now this is like you know it makes sense knowing the backstory but you, well okay so you know how in mortal kombat they originally wanted to have Van Damme do the motion capture for Johnny Cage, the character of Johnny Cage. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he was inspired by Van Damme, and they wanted to do the thing where they, you know how they took pictures of people, and that's how they made the sprites in that game. They wanted him to be the guy in that. (laughs) And then something, I don't know, something fell through, or I don't know, something didn't happen. But anyway, I was like, this is the movie in the Mortal Kombat universe that Johnny Cage is famous for. And I, and I know it's like, I'm just saying, it's partially I'm just saying that. 
because of that backstory. But it really feels like it. Like this guy, I said it a couple times. He reminded me of Goro, the Mortal Kombat uh, villain. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Even though he only had two arms, but I was like, mm-hmm. he's just walking around going, <laughs> you know. Yes, like, yes, so much just scree, just like just growling, a lot of growling. <laughs> yeah, so there, yeah, that like he particularly in this scene gave me those vibes, especially when he's dying and he's making, he's just it's so gnarly and the fucking lightning strikes. Oh, uh, the lightning, the lightning. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many. Uh, just like great parts of this last fight and like kind of like what you were saying about the like little mini arc when he's on the cross but it's um, there's like a mini there's an arc in this fight scene too where like you think that he's got him but he doesn't have him and then um, he kills Nady and then he come he comes back like it's it's so like a uh, horror it, movie it is yeah yeah a lot of twists and turns and then how he finally gets him up on um, a spike or a hook or whatever. Uh, yeah, like a meat hook. He gets yeah. him on like a meat hook. It's so, it's so gnarly. Um, but I don't know. I I feel like we've watched things that were less tasteful than this. I'm gonna say. I feel like I watched it and I wasn't like, uh, as disturbed. I don't know. I'm like trying to think of like. I'm, sure, we've, sure. We've definitely watched other things that were more nasty than this, but I can't quite. Certainly, in this movie, there are other things that are more nasty, I think. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, a lot of just, like, the random kind of gratuitousness of, like, things that felt, like, unimportant, that, I think, is what made it feel... uh, Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) Crazy. The parts that actually mattered didn't feel gratuitous, you know? Yeah, like, that one kill specifically, like, you don't see it, but... But then, Mm -hmm. yeah, there are a lot of parts where there's just, like, shots of, like, mass corpses and like stuff yeah. like that and i'm like oh man <laughs> like it reminded me a lot of um uh blasphemous which is like one of my favorite games um and it's so nasty <laughs> the whole game is just like nasty yeah. it's it's pixelated and so it's like th- it makes it somehow like even worse because it's like all crunchy looking and like mm-hmm. um and again it has like people on like crosses i mean that's like a uh, very uh obviously religious like game um but it's like it's it's gnarly in the same way it, ge- it gave me some blasphemous vibes for sure well that's funny you say it because like so isn't blasphemous like um uh partially inspired by dark souls yeah i think so um and so i and so i'm i'm not very like super knowledgeable i've, I've only played elden ring actually but mm. i i believe um this is a long way of like saying I agree with you, but I believe the the designer of those games was inspired by the manga um, Berserk. And I'm kind of talking out my ass here because I also haven't really read that or watched the anime. <laughs> but I know that it's like it's about it's like, you know, I, I think of it actually like Van Damme kind of looks like the, the character in it a little bit in this movie. Mm. With the short, the short hair and the well, he doesn't have quite a big sword, but anyway, it's really well known for having a similar tone to that and being like, uh, like really violent and disturbing at the same uh, time. Um, I never, I've, I've never seen. I think I'm, I've probably heard of it, but I've never seen it or read it. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe. Um, I, there's definitely, and this had like in a way like some dark fantasy vibes. You even sent me like, uh. I guess you were actually referring to the Tom Cruise movie, but uh, Legend. But <laughs> when you sent me that, 
uh, song, um, I thought of this movie as well, just in terms mm. of the tone of that yeah. like one goth song that it gave me dark fantasy vibes in the intro. So um, for sure, this there there's definitely like some like a little bit of like some goth cyberpunk like high fantasy crossover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some Renfair like Renfair from Hell situation. Um ah, yeah, I love it. It's totally and it's such an awesome like it's an 80s movie, you know, it came out in 89, like an 80s 90s movie, but not in the way of it being like a typical 80s movie where like everyone has the classic like 80s haircuts and shit even though of course you know they do but it's to me as I was watching it and I was like seeing all of these different elements kind of weaving together I was like this is like all of the like cultural touch points of um, mm-hmm. like popular culture in the 80s where there's like this like panic about um, well, there's sort of a moral panic and like the the end of the world which of, these are evergreen topics too but like there's that there was um, like this was again the era of like when Legend of Zelda came out and Labyrinth and yeah, uh, Dark yeah. Crystal and D and D, you know. So it's that kind of shit, and it was also like that like gritty sci-fi kind of like uh, you know, es- and Escape from New York kind of shit. Blade Runner, you know. It's just it's so of the time, um, not just aesthetically, um, but it just it it just felt like such a perfect kind of mix of all these things, and of course just being mm-hmm. like a also like a big dumb action movie in some ways too um i i loved it (laughs) yeah i i really loved this movie and um yeah i don't know it's interesting i was you know like i said it was not reviewed very well i i end up like reading some and i uh we don't have to get into any but uh i always love to go back uh and read um roger ebert reviews because Mm. i i find that like there's always something i like i can get from it even if it's like like for for instance like this one i saw a one-star review and he just is trashing it (laughs) but uh it's just funny because i'm reading his analysis of it i'm like this is all true and it's awesome you know (laughs) it's it's all true but five stars bitch like what (laughs) i'll pull one part from it because okay well he says the plot's simple whatever um uh, makes fun of the names, but then he says, "Once we know the central players, the movie turns into a sadomasochistic passion play in which the village <laughs> tries out varieties of unspeakable tortures on the hero, including crucifixion. Before the formula is, of course, delivered safely. After all, the movie reduces itself to a series of smoking, smoldering cityscapes, uh, which look a lot like urban neighborhoods slated for renewal. There the, you go. <laughs> and the pulp speak is the ultimate." Uh, the usual combination of vaguely, vaguely biblical formulisms spliced with four-letter words and high-tech gibberish. <laughs> and I was like, I think Dude. this is all fair criticism, but it's like absolutely I've, fair. But I think I, I think fucking it's love awesome. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so because it's so. I don't know. Yeah, it's like unapologetically so, and um, I don't know. There's so much I feel like actually beyond what is written, but maybe I don't know. I think I just like dumb movies too. I think dumb <laughs> movies. I think dumb movies can reveal uh, a certain human uh, passion or instinct, you know, that mm-hmm. like a, a really well written, super clever movie can't, you know. Uh, 
You're too you're too good for us, Gooey. We don't deserve you. You're so sweet. <laughs> um, no, it's true though. It it's I send me that whole uh, review that he did because I feel like everything he said, I was like, yep, that's totally legitimate, and I'm definitely gonna give it five stars. <laughs> it opens, but with, it's I'm not sure I remember the opening words of Cyborg exactly, but I believe they were after the plague, things got really bad. <laughs> that is exactly what it was (laughs) oh my god i just scream laughed i I happened to look at my audio and i was like whoa Uh (laughs) we're peaking (laughs) nothing like uh nothing like roger ebert to (laughs) to really tickle me i mean everyone everyone, well not everyone but people love that guy and and so i feel like it's everyone goes to those reviews uh back to those Mm -hmm. but i don't know they always just I'm always like, you're right, man. I always just, I always just wonder because uh, I read his, I love his review of the first Tomb Raider movie, and uh-huh. where he's like, he's like, don't fucking try to like tell me this movie doesn't make sense. Like, who cares, you know? Um, <laughs> Fuck but, yeah. But then he sees this, and and it's like even simpler, <laughs> and like makes more sense or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess that's I don't know. It's just something about it, like, like when you read his, it's clearly like the the fact that it was cheap, like stood out to him and got to him or whatever. When I watch it, and I'm yeah. just like, I'm and maybe this is like me now looking back on it compared to how movies are made now. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I can just see the human fingerprints all over the movie, and ah. and I'm like, it's so compelling <laughs> in like a way. Like if they made this now, like you know, like maybe. But it would probably be a lot more bland and yeah, you know. it'd be now wiped I'm clean. Old. I'm just old now, but no, um, you're full of poetry tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'd see the human fingerprints on the movie. I know. That's I'm a, just so, that's an awesome line. <laughs> this movie really brought it out of me. Like I'm, it's, I love it's this awesome. movie. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't know. Van Damme is. It's just he doesn't. He doesn't miss. I'm sure he misses, but. Yeah, he probably misses sometimes, but I haven't seen it, and I won't believe it until I see a shitty oh. performance by the one and only. Well, I should say, I let me go back. I I shared a with <laughs> you uh, a tweet they made about the movie, which is like when when it's like you're so compelled to say something about it. Like I haven't seen that with any of the other Van Damme movies we've watched. Um, mm. So. The tweet reads, this is their actual review, watched Cyborg, 1989, starring JCVD, and my life was changed by this one death scene alone. Thank you, Gooey Fame, for showing me this masterpiece of exquisite cinema. And it was the, you know, the (laughs) splits death scene we were talking about. God, that, yeah, that part was, that's like, it's like, how is that not just an iconic, like, it's gotta be, I guess, in people, some circles. I would imagine. You know? I don't know. I still, I don't know the, the the pewden specifics, you know, of what the pewden head's like. But mm-hmm. I've been saying his <laughs> name right. The I, like. I, I have no idea. Yeah, correct us if we're if uh, we're yeah, saying it dumb, wrong. But anyway, this was a great movie. Um. Oh crap! Did we say what we were gonna watch next? No, I don't know if oh, we've decided yet. Wait, did we? No, I don't think we did. Uh, wait, what month is it? It's August. It's August now. Um, maybe, we, and maybe we can um, 
take a trip down memory lane and see what did we cover <laughs> last year. So, um, mm. exactly one year ago, we, for for next month, for September, we watched Tu Wang mm-hmm. Fu. So, which oh, I don't think sick. we. God, yeah, that was okay, a good one. <laughs> but so we'll we'll talk off air then because I don't think we had like a a specific um, movie like to follow up that one with. No, no, we hadn't we hadn't picked out a movie there, to follow that one up with. Although I do want to definitely do an like a high fantasy. I was inspired by Legend. I was like this. There's like a whole like genre of movies that whip that we like haven't even touched oh, that's we'll like definitely in have that, that. Cr- crazy area <laughs> so we got to do that I have, too um i have one suggestion um it's one that i i told rod i would do on virtual theater before we had this show and then i said we should do mm. it and it just hasn't come up but uh it's that movie stone <laughs> cold uh starring brian bosworth um uh brian bosworth was a a football player who did some movies and it looks like you know of the ilk of like a like a seagal or whatever type movie like an early 90s action so that's i don't know i just i i looked it up well first of all i just googled stone cold and obviously steve austin came up instead of the movie so i was like god hit enter too early um then i looked up the movie um God, this looks like very familiar. Maybe I looked it up when y'all were talking about it at some point, but because I remember Rod talking about it, um, but this like looks really familiar to me. And if I've seen this movie, that's going to be a real, a real okay, discovery. <laughs> so I mean, that's an option. Um, I don't know. We could do we could do Legend. Um, I mean, you wouldn't have to rewatch it necessarily then. I mean, but I absolutely hmm. would because you know that what movie. Maybe we should. Deserves a rewatch. Let's do Legend. But I do want to. Let's do Legend next. Um, But I do want to see Stone Cold. Yeah, we got to get Stone Uh, Cold in there. Um, Maybe we can watch one of these when I'm back in Chicago. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. We could do that for our. Yeah, uh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. That might actually work really well. Okay, sweet. (laughs) Well, okay. Everybody go out and watch, actually, just watch both the movies and. um, You know, we'll probably be talking about legend. I think that sounds yeah. Like a blast. I think we'll talk about legend, but um, um, Stone Cold looks awesome, and you should watch um Cyborg. Like you oh my guys God. should watch yes. it. It's it's worth it, and we, I found it on YouTube for a two dollars. So Absolutely, best two bucks I spent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, oh, I was gonna say, I think that there's a wealth of of perhaps bizarre tim curry movies that we can dip into oh at my some gosh point too. that's how i even that's how i got onto legend at all is i just started reading you know the list of movies tim curry was in and then i was like wait a minute <laughs> okay so i, I know add... what i'm doing tonight <laughs> okay tim curry will have to add into the rotation okay i would actually argue that legend is a pretty good follow-up to or like a it it parallels um uh, to Wong Fu in okay. a, f- a few ways that, nice. that we'll talk about. <laughs> All right. Well, um, this is, yeah, this is a lot of fun. I was really stoked to talk about this and uh, Me it, too. it lived Me up too. to it. This was a blast. Um, yeah, it was. And it was fun to, to, to pay some, 
respects to a movie that um i mean it seems like it's a cult classic and people appreciate it but you know it's fun to like see these movies that people pan and think are just like shitty b movies which they are in in some way by some metrics you know but to to um to give them a little bit of uh i don't know airtime and breathing room is like really it's just fun i i like doing it a lot because it just feels like it's so different than the movies that you just, you know, I just went and saw Oppenheimer and I'm like, man, I'd rather be watching this crazy shit instead of Oppenheimer. Mm. Me personally, <laughs> that's how I feel. So don't come for me if you What's... liked Oppenheimer. Okay, okay. Good so, for you. Well, I won't say this. There's an element of this in Oppenheimer. Um, I don't know. It's become a thing where it's like, it, it's almost become a kind of a played out to say this, but there's like a smart dumb guy movies and dumb smart guy movies <laughs> and I, that's what i felt about. i've never heard that before. yeah yeah it's it's a big thing on like twitter or whatever i i see it a lot and it and people say that about like nolan movies they call them like dumb smart mm. guy movies and i and i mm. do think in like there is stuff in his movies where and i don't want to go into this but where he writes like quote-unquote smart things but in the stupidest way possible but then mm-hmm. it, now, mm-hmm. now it's gotten to a point to me where that comes back around and I almost am charmed by it. I'm like, that's so dumb. <laughs> but anyway, in <laughs> oh, this, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's how I felt watching this where I was like, I think like this might be a dumb movie, but like maybe, but I like feel so much watching it. It might just be, you know, the raw emotions and charisma <laughs> that worked on me. But I was like, yeah, Aww. this movie, it makes me feel something. It, it's uh, about something. I love it. <laughs> yeah i know it's corny uh, but. <laughs> i love it i love it um all right well um we will i guess see you all next month and we will watch we will watch legend together we gotta go <laughs> there's some crazy bass going on outside of my room right now <laughs> yeah it's time to go make sure it doesn't uh doesn't mess up all of our precious audio <laughs> stay cool <laughs> stay cool stay cool